Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Inspiration, a ministry of encouragement from Crestview Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina. We want to share with you sweet songs of worship and an uplifting word from the scriptures. While you listen, may the spirit of grace flow from heaven into your heart and home, right where you are. Mountains are still being moved, strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it, yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you, come and do what you do. happen when you move healing is 
is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. Cause we need a move. We need a move. friend. I'm so glad to be back with you today, and I'm going to be finishing our study in the book of Daniel. I hope you have been tracking along with us in this rich study of the prophecy of Daniel, and I'm really thankful for our musicians today and that beautiful song that brings in an atmosphere of worship and that prepares our hearts to hear and obey God's Word. I'm going to bring this book to a close, and I want to look at last week's Sermon in Review, we saw from chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, the prophecy of the end of days. And there were five realities. The five realities is there will be an unprecedented persecution of God's people. There will be divine angelic protection. There will be divine deliverance for genuine believers. There will be a resurrection from the dead. And there will be a sort or type of judgment for every human being, both saved that are believers in Christ and lost who have rejected Christ. At this time in the history of our nation and our world, we must be so attentive to what the Bible says and what lies ahead in the sovereign plan of God for history. God's plan to save humanity with His saving grace through Jesus Christ is being unveiled by the Scriptures, but we must realize that the Bible, though it is a book that teaches about who God is and who we are, And the plan of human salvation through the blood of Jesus is also a book of prophecy describing future events in human history. The whole gospel contains prophetic and predictive information that enlightens those with ears to hear what the Spirit is saying and prepares us for what is coming. So I want to 
open our, our Bibles today, and I want to look at the text, specifically uh, the last passage in the book of Daniel. And so if you have your Bibles and can follow along, we'll be picking it up in verse 4 of chapter 12. The Bible says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this river bank and the other on that river bank. And one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. But you go your way until the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. The Bible says that this is going to happen in the final outcome. The prediction of the final outcome will help us prepare for what's coming in human history and in the world. What exactly happens here in these verses that reflects God's plan for the end of days. There are five truths in the final outcome that will help us understand God's plan. I'm going to give you those five truths right now as we finish up our study. Number one, in the final outcome, there's a sealed book until the end. Verse 4, God has sealed this book of prophecy with His divine signature. In other words, this sealing spoken of by the angel indicates that God has already planned, put into motion, and will fulfill all that is written in the prophecy of the book of Daniel. The Hebrew word uh, chatam for sealed means to affix a seal, to authenticate a document and assure its integrity. A king or official would close it with an application of clay or wax and then stamp it with an impression of his seal, the document then carried his authority and could not be altered without breaking the seal. Letters and land deeds and covenants and royal decrees were all authenticated with seals. Daniel's prophetic announcements were symbolically sealed, indicating that they were authoritative and could not be broken or altered until the day of their fulfillment. In Revelation, a seal of the scroll of judgment is broken indicating that the time of its fulfillment has come. We see that in Revelation 5. So these prophecies have been sealed, and Christ will open the seal one day, and all these prophecies will happen just as God has given Daniel this word. So my friend, 
May we have eyes to see and ears to hear what God is saying now to the church in preparing us for the time of the end. The second truth is in the final outcome. There's confirmation of God's sovereign plan. What we must understand is there's a specific time all planned out in the plan of God. Biblical prophecy speaks in general time periods sometimes, but sometimes God reveals exact time periods in the future, which, by the way, also confirms that God already knows what is going to happen in the future. And not only does he know what is going to happen, God has sovereign control over the future. As we see these 1,290 days indicating that last three and a half years, and then the 1,335 days is a major marker specific time periods, and at that time period, something wonderful is going to happen. That's why those who make it there will be blessed. But God knows what's going to happen, and God has a sovereign plan. We can see this in 1 Corinthians 2.9. Paul writes, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has given us his spirit to help us understand what he's doing. And that's why the wise, wise in the Holy Spirit can understand, but he has prepared marvelous things in the future. He already knows exactly what those are and when they will happen. God has declared what will be long before it has ever come to pass. So we see the sovereign plan of God in place. David affirmed this in his wonderful prayer in 1 Chronicles 29. He says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. David understood the sovereign power and rule of God. Even Job, who suffered immensely, through Satan's attacks was and was later blessed immensely, understood this sovereign power of God over all. In fact, Satan couldn't even touch Job without God's permission. But Job said this, chapter 42, verse 2, Job stated, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted because God's sovereign plan will be fulfilled. I'm so glad, friend, that we serve a God who knows what is coming. We serve a God who's in total control of our lives and in total control of human history. God rules and reigns from heaven, and he is sovereign over us. And the third truth is in the final outcome, there's a specific period of time of suffering. We must understand that there is a specific time all planned out for the fulfillment of the plan of God. But biblical prophecy often speaks in general time periods. We can see Jesus speaks about the time of the end in Matthew 24 in somewhat general terms, but sometimes God gives exact time periods, such as we have seen in the book of Daniel. And this is confirmed several times here. Here in this text, we see two angels are on either side of the river. We see that each angel stands on the banks of the Tigris River which is the river where Daniel was located in modern-day Iraq. It flows all the way through Iraq to the Persian Gulf. And as Daniel stands there observing these two angels, one of the angels seems to be extremely curious about the timing 
of this event at the end. This angelic curiosity to see what God is doing is exactly what the Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 1. He says, to them it was revealed, to the prophets, that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. In other words, the the matters of the gospel and even matters of the future events, these angels desire strongly to look into. That word uh, is is a word epithemius in the Greek. It means a very strong desire. In fact, it can often be translated lust. They have such a strong desire to know what God is determined to do and when he's going to do it. So this highly curious angel asked the one, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? This reminds me of what the disciples asked Jesus in Matthew 24 when Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? The disciples also wanted to know the time frame. So Jesus went on to describe in general the events that would point to the fulfillment of this prophecy in the time of the end about the coming deception, the false messiahs, those who claim to be Christ, the wars, rumors of wars, famines, plagues, earthquakes, false prophets. Hatred will be at an all-time high and the love of many will grow, grow cold. All these markers Jesus gave us describe the approach of the final time, which is the tribulation. So the general information about the time period, as Jesus stated, helps us to see the prophecy. But right here, we see a specific time period, and that is the three and a half years. That specific time period was spoken of by the angel refers to the last half of the seven-year tribulation, and it's right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. It is during this period that the absolute rule of the demon-empowered world dictator will rise to ultimate authority and will be assisted by the world religious leader who is called the second beast in Revelation 13. And he is named the false prophet in Revelation. It's a time of great suffering and, and great difficulty in the world. And, and that's why Jesus says it's a time unlike any other. And so that's three and a half years is a major time marker in the biblical prophecy. And along with that, and the fourth truth is, is in the final outcome, there will be severe persecution and martyrdom of the believers. This is what the scripture says in verse 7. Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven. There is the angel giving absolute authority, swearing that this is going to happen by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered, all these things shall be finished. The prophecy of the holy people, the saints, 
the believers in, in Christ, alludes to the severe outbreak of persecution and martyrdom on those believers during the last three and a half years of the tribulation time. The Antichrist will launch an unprecedented attack against God's children. And we've seen that in, in the scriptures multiple times in our study in Daniel. Daniel spoke of this horrific persecution when outlining the prefigure of the Antichrist, who was Antiochus Epiphanes, who slaughtered God's children in a rage 167 years before Christ. Also, we saw the prophecy in Daniel 7, the little horn who spoke with pompous words refers to the Antichrist who rises to world power. This cruel dictator will persecute all people who trust in God. The scripture says this, I was watching in the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. And in verse 25, Daniel 7, He, the Antichrist, shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. Here we've seen this multiple times in the book of Daniel, this specific time frame. That is a specific time frame of severe persecution of God's children. The interpretation of this is time and times and half a time means a time is understood as one year. So this is the 70th week, and this is a period of seven years. But within that seven years, this time, times, and half a time, we would calculate one time as one year, two times plus two years equals then another half a time is half a year, that equals three and a half years. So we know there's a specific time coming when God's people will be severely persecuted on the earth and will be killed simply because they believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. In fact, right now there's persecution occurring on the earth in China and in India and in Iran and other nations in the world. Believers are right now dying for their faith in Jesus Christ. But this coming persecution will amplify and intensify to the entire world at an all-new level during this prophesied three-and-a-half-year period. Jesus also confirmed this prophecy when he spoke about the time of the Great Tribulation in Matthew 24. He said, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. He said, For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. There's a time coming on earth when the holy people of God will be shattered. There will be an unprecedented persecution and there will be three and a half years of bitter death and persecution. But I'm here to tell you, beloved, in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus has promised in this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He is going to come and punish all and judge all in righteousness, and he is going to set up his rule on earth for a thousand years at the conclusion of that period of persecution of God's children, 
And there'll be a great battle known as the Battle of Armageddon when Jesus returns to earth. It's coming just as he promised. And the fifth truth in this passage is in the final outcome, believers will find blessing in the end. The conclusion of the book ends with the angel telling Daniel that Daniel was disturbed by what he heard. He was disturbed by this prophecy of God's people being shattered. And the angel said to him, Go your way, Daniel, for your words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from that time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, we know that's in Jerusalem, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. So there's blessing. He said, but you go your way, Daniel, till the end, for you shall rest and shall arise to your inheritance at the end of days. Let me outline the blessing that we believers in Christ experience. The blessing is many will be purified. This speaks of the blood of Jesus, which washes away all our sin. When we're saved in Jesus, we're washed clean of our sins. We're purified of all iniquity through the washing of regeneration in the spirit. And this confirms that the gospel will go out to all the nations. The second blessing is that many will be refined. This speaks of the testing of our faith, which will result in our faith coming out of the furnace of God's refinement, both shining and glorifying the God. The third blessing is God's children will receive wisdom to understand what God is doing, unlike the wicked who will never understand. The fourth blessing is believers like Daniel will rest, that is, die and they their bodies rest in the grave, but will rise in the bodily resurrection and then receive an eternal inheritance. So all who die in Christ will rest in the grave. Their bodies will. Their souls will go to heaven and will rise to receive the reward of their faith and inheritance in Christ. And then the fifth blessing is those who wait until the 1,335th day will, will experience the inauguration of Jesus Christ on the throne of David in Jerusalem, officially beginning his thousand-year literal reign on earth. Though this statement by the angels is difficult to interpret, what can be said with confidence is Jesus is coming back. Jesus will be crowned as king in the coronation ceremony on earth that we eagerly wait for as believers in Christ. And all that belong to God will become citizens of the most wonderful society governed by the most wonderful ruler in all human history, the millennial kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the greatest leaders of the church in 2,000 years is the Puritan pastor Richard Baxter. According to scholar Wilbur Smith, Baxter's book, The Saints' Everlasting Rest, published in 1649, is the greatest book ever written on heaven. Baxter was sick, he was frail, and at the age of 35, he had a total breakdown, physically and mentally. He, expecting to die and wanting to prepare himself for what was coming, Leaving this world and entering eternity, he began to study and meditate on heaven and heaven's joys. He wrote out his thoughts for his own benefit, and after his recovery, those notes became the basis for his massive book that he published called The Saints' Everlasting Rest. He strongly suggested to his readers that they meditate 30 minutes every day on heaven. He said, quote, For lack of meditating on what is one's end as believers in Christ, your soul is like a lamp that is not lit. 
Baxter wrote that God could have withheld information from us about what our final outcome will be, the new Jerusalem and eternal life, but he didn't. The Bible is filled with information about the saints' everlasting rest, that according to Pastor Baxter, that should color the way we view everything in life. He wrote these words, It has pleased our Father to open his counsel and let us know the very intent of his heart and to acquaint us with the external, eternal magnitude of his love and all this that our joy may be full and we might live as heirs of such a kingdom. And shall we now overlook all as if he had revealed no such matter? Shall we live in earthly cares and sorrows as if we knew of no such thing and rejoice no more in these discoveries than if the Lord had never written it? Oh, that our hearts were as high as our hopes and our hopes as high as these infallible promises. Friend, God is in total control all the way to the final outcome. And may we live with the anticipation of what God is going to do for us in the final end, which is entrance into the kingdom of his love and of his son, Jesus Christ, which is our eternal home. So when you believe him and his word and you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you have nothing to fear and you have heaven waiting for you. God has you in your life in the palm of his nail-scarred hand. You can trust him regardless, and you can find the truth of God and his promises from his word that will carry you all the way to the end of days. So until next week, my friend, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Crestview Inspiration. May this ministry touch your heart, encourage you, and strengthen you. And may the Lord bless you in your spiritual walk this week. So on behalf of the Crestview family, we invite you back next week, Friday at 10 a.m., WPTL as we spread the good news of Jesus.